Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation. And check out recent shows where we learned about scientific efforts to revive the woolly mammoth, the latest in military drone technology, and the mysterious Shroud of Turin. And you can listen to those programs and many more amazing Coast shows by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Suzanne Wilson with us. Her book, Soul Smart, What the Dead Teach Us About Spirit Communication. Some people, Suzanne, get messages from their dearly departed. A lot of other people simply don't. How come? Well, you know, George, I remember I've heard you say that you have never gotten a mediumship message um, from a loved one in spirit. Is that still true? Let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me tell you what I mean by that. I haven't gotten one in an organized way by me. You might remember when we were at that seance, they did something and claimed it was my father. I don't accept that. Okay. Well, I can tell so my you. So my answer is no. Okay. Well, the reason that I say that is because there are people who get very upset because they, they, they're like, I've never gotten a dream visit from my loved one. I never get signs. Um, I don't know what's going on. I have friends that want them, and they get them. I want them, and I don't get them. And my answer to that is that that is the soul's responsibility, the loved one who's passed. Maybe the person, really, it isn't on their path to get a sign or a visit or a message, or maybe the soul is so busy in the afterlife that it's not a priority. Nah, you know I'm okay. You're still talking to me every day. It's all good. Or perhaps they don't want to interfere. But for the vast majority of people, if they just have open minds and open hearts, they can learn how to make their own connection and not have to rely on an unreliable um, medium if, if, if they're not, like, into that. And it's not that hard to do, really. I can teach people step by step. Well, yeah, I've always thought, too, that if you feel connected with the person who's passed on, they may, as you've, as you've mentioned not have that feeling or need to have to come back and communicate because they already feel attached to you. And they might also feel like they don't want you to get hooked on it, like you have to get a sign every day, like it's your crack fix, you know, um, because there are people that are, I call it psychorexia. They're going over and over and over every week or every month to get readings when really that loved one is all around them all of the time. And so I teach my students, and I wrote this book, not to write another afterlife communication book. We have those in great abundance, but really just give a common sense, step-by-step, ABC123 guide to how to make the connection yourself, but also a behind-the-scenes look at what are the spirit people actually doing to make this happen. Because when we can understand their perspective, we feel like we're partnering with them much sooner. I've sometimes wondered, uh, Suzanne, if somebody is clairvoyant, what is it that gives them that ability? I mean, is it themselves? Do they have it within themselves to be able to predict things? Or... Is somebody or something from the other side feeding them that information? I get that question a lot, 
And sometimes people will say, when something pops into my head or I get this vision or it's like a little daydream or a flash of information, how do I know if it's coming from spirit? And my answer is, it's all from spirit. Because even if it's coming from you, you're spirit. There's a part of each single person now living on the earth that is always connected with the other side. That's what we call the higher self. So it's all you. It, it could be your team, it could be your higher self. It's all connected. The important thing to keep in mind is the discernment, is the information that's coming in, common sense, is it loving, and does it pass the gut check? Does it feel right? Um, your intuition, a flash of intuition, will come at, with no emotion attached to it. It is a fact. It comes in and it's like, oh, there's that very clear, spontaneous thought that I didn't think that just arrived. If, if it comes in, this flash of information comes in with a, a lot of dread and fear or a lot of excitement, um, that's probably your subconscious coming up with something because true intuitive information just comes in neutral. Religion teaches us when somebody dies, they go to heaven, hell. You talk about halls of reunion and halls of healing. Is there a difference here? Yeah, well, I've been interviewing my friends in the dead community for many, many years now. because I've been talking to them since I was a child. In the last 10 years, in earnest, I've been taking a lot of notes. And there are remarkable similarities in the accounts that I receive about what it is like over there. And... The vocabulary can be very, very similar. These halls of reunion are actual physical structures. Of course, they are probably created of thought projections, but they're actual buildings where people go, and there are different rooms in the halls of reunion. There are healing rooms where those who have died in um, a state of um, fear or they've been sick for a long time mm-hmm. can go and take a little nap. And there are, are reunion rooms and orientation rooms where you can review your life. So there, there actually is like a building, a community. Um, it's like here, only way, way better. What happens if somebody dies tragically, either in a car crash or they're murdered or something like that? What happens to them? Well... First off, there's always somebody to greet you and say, hey, you're dead. At the moment you die? At the moment you die? At that moment. The the folks in heaven, dead community, Summerland, whatever we want to call it, they get noticed just a little bit before that, um, oh, Suzanne's getting ready to come over, and the loved one that Suzanne really wants to see is going to be there. But they cannot force you to go into the light. They simply are there to greet you and help you into the light. You still have free will. But in a tragic situation, I'm glad you asked that because so many people replay their loved one's tragic death over and over in their minds and they focus on that. Your loved one hasn't even thinking about that after they've left. They have angelic realms or ETs, whatever you want to call these higher vibrational beings. They come in and they slip the loved one out of the body before the impact, before the horrible tragedy, and take them right to the entrance, right to that open door where they see a loved one on the other side. Probably like nanoseconds ahead of time or something. Oh, yeah, just in time. So there there isn't... The death itself is said to be orgasmically wonderful. Okay, now the sickness or the injury that leads to the death can really be awful, but death itself is not only painless but fabulous. 
I've, I've, I've always wondered if someone who dies, let's say, in a plane crash, a very fast plane crash, not something where they're, you know, prolonged and they're in their seat, you know, in pain and stuff, but an instant death, you say they're kind of like pulled out of their bodies before that impact happens? Exactly. So they don't have to feel that. They don't feel the depth, do they? Mm -mm. But but then it is their own free will that takes them into the light. So they're simply observing, and there's there's an instant detachment from that body as though, oh, look what's happening in the plane. Look what's happening now. And then there's this sense of love and comfort and being enveloped in light. Um, And then the soul has the choice to go into the light. And, of course, most of us go right into the light. That's what we need to do, but nobody can make Mm -hmm. us do it. And that's how we end up with ghosts from time to time, those who don't go right into the light like they're supposed to. But it's not hopeless. They can always get into the light at some point. So I always tell people, try to die as calmly as you can so that you're not confused so that you can see that light and get get the right into the light so you don't get stuck here for a little while. Stephen Jobs, Apple Computer, when he died, said, Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah. What do you think what do you think was it? happening? What was happening then? Well, uh, you know, you you mentioned Steve Steve Jobs, and I have to tell you, um, we have some uh, information that he's helping with the soul phone. Because, you know, I've been working with Gary Schwartz and Mark yeah. Pitstick and that team on the soul phone. So, um, interesting. Well, if anybody can, it'll be him. Right? I know. There's some great experts there. but So that's a reaction of the, the sense of the greater reality. It's a remembering. It's a remembering of who we truly are. If everyone on this earth right now could remember who we truly are as souls, this greater reality, wow, we could have heaven on earth. But what do you see at the moment of death like that? I mean, it must have been for him either a hallucination, i got to say that, or something magnificent. Well, you know, I never try to convince anyone of anything. That's why I'm very gentle when I'm, I'm like, yes, I understand both sides and things like that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, one day you and I will meet up on the other side and we'll go, you know, and all those doctors and materialists were saying, oh, you know, it's just kind of a um, hallucination and neurons and protons and the brain were firing and da, da 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 And we'll be laughing our asses off because we'll be back in the greater reality. We're spirit beings. The body is just the vehicle. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.